Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What is up, freaks? It's your boy Marty Bent here to introduce this episode of Rabbit Hole Recap. I've been getting a lot of feedback about it. Ads being too long, so I'm going to try and make them short and sweet today. This trip was brought to you by our good friends at the motherfucking Cash App. You guys already know all about it. You've heard the spiel. You can stack sats, 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 sats. Sats are the standard. 100 million sats, one whole Bitcoin. Don't have to buy a fraction. Don't have to buy a whole. You can stack whole sats instead. Cash App makes it easy. You can DCA into sats. That's dollar cost average. Set it and forget it. Uh, Cash App can also be your bank account. They're offering account numbers and routing numbers, becoming the bank of the future. They have their own personalized debit card. is accepted anywhere Visa is accepted. I hear a little birdie told me they're going to integrate Lightning soon. So be on the lookout for that. If you haven't downloaded the Cash App yet, make sure you use the code STACKINGSATS. That's S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10. $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. Woo! Woo! Owls across. This rip is also brought to you by good friends at Unchained Capital. Unchained is one of my favorite teams in the space. They're doing incredible things. They got a new website, unchained.com. It's no longer unchained-capital.com, but that will redirect you to unchained.com. And once you go there, you're going to find their suite of products. The one we're going to focus on today is their Volt product, which really focuses on multi-sig security and custody. It's a collaborative custody model. It's a two or three multi-sig Volt where you hold two keys Unchain holds one. You can always move your UTXOs in and out of the vault at your own volition because you have those two keys, but Unchain is there uh, to be that two and the two or three signature. If you need their help, if you lost one of their key, your keys, they have a special white glove concierge service that really drives home the fact that you want to eliminate single points of failure in your security setup. A single point of failure could be you holding your coins on an exchange that could get rug pulled. You only owe, owe claims on Bitcoin if you hold your coins on exchange or another single point of failure is just holding your... Bitcoin on a single SIG wallet. I can hear my son screaming in the background. He, he's crying for people that have single points of failure in their custody, whether it be exchange or a single SIG wallet. If you lose that wallet and your backup seed phrase, your Bitcoin are gone forever. This model, the collaborative custody model, mitigates that risk by distributing the security risk. You have multiple keys, multiple backups. You have a third party uh, collaborative custody partner in Unchained, and they have that white glove concierge service. Going to be comfortable with multi-sig, comfortable with their Volt, comfortable with everything. They're going to have multiple video conference calls with you. They're going to get you multiple wallets to set them up, uh, make sure that you're setting up those private public key pairs and securing them uh, correctly as well. It's going to be a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing. Go check out everything uh, for this white glove concierge service. If you tell them TFTC sent you, you're going to get $50 off. So go to unchained.com, check this out and everything else they have to offer, which is a lot of beautiful things. Mr. It was also brought to you by good friends at Compass Mining. Compass Mining is here to get more individuals into the mining game. They want more individuals owning hash rate. This makes the network more resilient when you have more individual owners of hash rate production. Uh, they have a new product that's going to help you mine at home. They're going to get you ASICs, and they're going to have support for you if you want to mine at home. Uh, sometimes you get these ASICs, you're like, what the hell do I do now? You go online, you can find good guides. There are good guides out there, but if you want uh, help from the people who sold you the ASICs, Compass Mining has their at-home mining service where they'll get you miners and then give you support, all the support you need to get those miners up and hashing at your own home. It's a beautiful thing. Go to compassmining.io to check this out. C-O-M-P-A-S-S-M-I-N-I-N-G dot I-O. Last but not least, this rip was brought to you by good friends at Brains. Brains. Brains is the team behind Brains OS Plus firmware, auto-tuning firmware. They're also the company behind Slush Pool. 
the oldest mining pool in the world. It's been around since 2010. They mined 1.25 million Bitcoin in their lifetime. They've been upgrading. Uh, Brains has been in charge of slush since 2013. They've been upgrading it since then, including what they did this summer, which includes ultra flexible payouts that can be either time-based or threshold-based mining reward splitting for automatic distributing rewards to multiple wallets. And of course, Dark Theme Brains is a Bitcoiner company. It's important PSA. They're Bitcoiner through and through, and they're working on some of the most unique and cutting edge projects in the mining industry, including Brains OS Plus auto tuning firmware and the Stratum V2 mining pool protocol, which helps distribute the mining pool layer a bit more. They're hiring too. If you're a Rust developer, systems programmer, or if you have experience with embedded devices, there may be a place for you to join the team at Brains. Check out brains.com slash careers. That's B-R-A-I-I-N-S dot com slash careers to see open positions and submit an application. That's two eyes for you freaks at home. As for the big question, when what's minor, it's coming soon TM. It's working in the offices and it's running smoothly. It's still in beta. They'll get it out there. Meanwhile, Jan, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, he's been grinding away and adding support for the Hetminer X19 generation that is now progressing into private testing. Hey, Mac, do you want to come say hi? Do you want to come say hi? That was, he said hi. I think he said hi. He's learning his words. Uh, back to brains. Their X19 generation is working in beta and private testing. And that means some models for the X19 generation will be supported before what's minor, but no exact ETA yet on the public release. Currently supported devices are the Antminer S9, S9i, S9j, as well as the S17, S17 Plus, S17 Pro, T17, T17 Plus, and the ones added this summer. PSA. If you're using the Brains OS Plus for uh, auto-tuning firmware, you don't need to point your hash at uh, Slush Pool. You can point it at any pool you want. But if you do point it at Slush Pool, you're going to get 0% pool fees. If you want to get unique insights on the Bitcoin mining industry, along with updates on Brains OS Plus, Stratum V2, and other Brains projects, check out the Brains blog at Brains, again, double I, B-R-A-I-I-N-S dot com slash blog. And follow the lesser known at Brains underscore systems on Twitter, where the team is posting deep dive threads on various mining topics. Six minutes, 12 seconds. I'll take it. Enjoy, freaks. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Woo! What is up, freaks, on the recorded side of things, listening on your podcasting apps, maybe your podcasting 2.0 apps. What is up, Matt? That would be appreciated if you're streaming us stats. Thank you. Thank you. We really all your support that. is appreciated. Whether that's following, I'm subscribing to the podcast, um, retweeting our live streams, telling friends and family to subscribe, or just stacking. Stacking. All that yeah. support is appreciated. Yeah, you support us by stacking. You don't know that everybody stack. This is the alpha here. This is the alpha for the recorded crew. Uh, stacking. Helps yourself and everybody else in the Bitcoin network. I don't know if you needed that. I don't know if that's particularly alpha. But even if you don't like alpha, if you if you don't like what I say about some stuff, and you don't like me personally, you don't like Matt personally. I don't see why you would ever not like Matt personally. Is one of the most impeccable human beings I ever ever met. But like, just know. Now I'm blushing. Oh, now we're gonna go live. Let's fucking rip it. Boom.
and we're live what is up freaks on the live stream you just missed the recorded stream alpha we're back i'm tired i'm preparing for a move about to make a three-day trek across the country to land down in austin uh where we will be doing a lot more content than usual did you not tag me in the live stream i think i did let me check you, you tag a scammer again Oh, I hope I didn't. That was uh, that was poor form. No, the tweet didn't go out from the live stream. I don't know what's going on with Restream right now. Maybe it's delayed. Maybe it's delayed. Um, they did something. I had to connect my Twitter today. They're not using Periscope anymore. Ah. Uh, uh, so I think that may have something to do with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, the the YouTube's up, so we got that going. YouTube's up. I'll tweet out the link now uh, from from YouTube, unless you have that handy. Tweet tweet out the link from YouTube and tag me in it. Okay, I'll do that while we're doing that. What's up, man? Big week. We got a big list. I've got a lot of thoughts that I want to get off my chest. I think Crazy Uncle Marty's going to come out a little bit today. Uh oh. Last week's alpha for the recorded crew was uh, I retract my Clown World top comment from a couple weeks ago and i'm glad you didn't die on that hill i died uh, <laughs> that hill that hill's only getting taller and taller uh it is insane what's going on out there the clown world all fronts it, it seems like there's a, an accelerated effort to just force madness on on the masses so we'll definitely jump in, jump into some topics around that what's on your mind right now matt as i tweet this out um yeah, I mean, it is uh, crazy, crazy times we live in. Um, tools like Bitcoin and other open source tools, free and open source tools are needed now more than ever. The education surrounding them is needed now more than ever. Uh, I really do think that Bitcoin and the adjacent open source community is hope. It embodies hope. And if we are able to empower ourselves and help empower other people um we'll have a brighter future and that's you know continues to be my focus but this week really solidified you know why we do this every week right like some weeks especially during summer when the weather's really nice and news is slow uh it's easy to get into a headspace where you're like why do i even like why do i do this every week and this week really solidified why it's so important uh, that we come back and the freaks come back and that we put our heads down and are humble enough to know that we need to keep learning and keep improving ourselves. Love that. What particularly for you is, is driving home these stark reminders that we need to come back and educate people and, and talk about this stuff and really force uh, the issue of, of Bitcoin being an imperative uh, for our future? Well, we had three things this week. Uh, I guess we'll just throw them all out here, even though they're all on the list. Um, we had uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen and President Biden both separately uh, advocate for wealth taxes, wealth confiscation. Um, we had uh, an ex explosive report come out of Yahoo News that uh, the Trump administration, along with the CIA in 2017, drafted up plans to assassinate or kidnap Julian Assange. Well, um, I think some clarity there, 
the Trump administration, the lawyers actually stepped in and told the CIA you're going a bit too far. I believe that's the case. Well, I think it's like mostly like the documents and stuff haven't been declassified. It's, I guess, Trump officials spoke to Yahoo on on the condition of anonymity. Mm -hmm. But regardless, they changed his designation. They like designated. That's what they always do. They like unhuman someone right before they decide they're going to like drone strike you or I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny at all. Uh, drone strike you or assassinate you otherwise or kidnap you or whatnot. But the point is, is that this kind of stuff is stuff that was labeled as a conspiracy theory, right? And here we are. It's, it, I mean, it's clearly not a conspiracy theory. We weren't crazy. And then the last one was uh, the Associated Press uh, released an article about how far-right extremists are using Bitcoin and Monero. And I, you know, this is something that I've, ex this is a talking point that I've expected for a very long time. And I expect all three of those things to just, um, well, especially the first and the last to, you know, continue to be louder uh, talking points, to continue to be louder narrative shifts and actual execution of those narratives. Um, you know, first you, the, the 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 first thing before you do wealth confiscation is is you you talk about it and you try and normalize it. You call it something like unrealized capital gains. You say it's only going to be for the top one percent. It's only going to be a small amount. You get people to accept it. You make it more palpable, um, palatable, make it easier for people to accept. And then, first of all, you use that as justification to greater financial surveillance on everyone because you've got to make sure you know you're not above the threshold. So even if you're poor. We still got to surveil you to just make sure that you're still poor so that we don't have to take your wealth. Um, and then unlike the, the far right stuff is like, it's, it's perfect. You know, that's, that's a strategy as, as old as time, right? Yeah. You, you target someone as an enemy and then you're able to build support to attack, attack a greater group of people because you say, you know, they're not really humans. They're the enemy. We, we need to go after them. And I expect, you know, both of those things to accelerate here. I do as well. <clears throat> yeah, let's go. Let's go by these these three topics one by one, starting with Yellen and Biden. Uh, it's really, frankly, scary what's going on. So starting with the unrealized gains being recognized as income that can then be taxed, Yellen has been attempting to normalize this line of thinking since January of this year. I believe it was January 19th. She was on Capitol Hill as well. And uh, I think it was the first time, I believe, publicly that she floated, oh, yes, like uh, in this dire situation, obviously in the beginning of the year, uh, economic uncertainty was arguably higher. Actually, I don't even know if it was higher, but I guess the the road to ending COVID was more uncertain than it is now and it's pretty uncertain now whatever it was first floated in january 19th of this year when yellen was on capitol hill she's like yes we should probably be taxing unrealized gains as income and everybody i believe congress men and women at the time like pushed back vehemently during that saying this is insanity and here we go lo and behold uh nine months later and she's floating it again this time with uh, a bit more 
certainty and chutzpah behind behind pushing it. And so, as what does that mean? Taxes on unrealized gains, treating unrealized gains as income. So basically, if you invest, let's say you invest in Bitcoin, you bought a Bitcoin at ten thousand dollars right now. It's forty thousand dollars. We didn't even go to Clark's dashboard yet. We'll get to that. Wherever where I haven't even looked at the price in a few days. I think it's hovering around like forty one, forty two. So that's a thirty one thousand dollar income if you bought one Bitcoin at at ten thousand dollars and it's now worth forty one thousand. So you get thirty one thousand dollars worth of income that you're then taxed on. So like twenty percent tax rate. Let's just float that even number out there. You're paying six. They haven't said it. A, a tax rate yeah but, no but like, let's say like when they decide it's gonna happen because usually you get taxed on sale right so then they have to decide like yeah. does it happen january 1st every year or december 31st every year that they decide yeah what it, happens to losses if you've lost money well again that's another point like what are do you think they'd they'd recognize unrealized losses as as, as a write-off that's what they do for regular capital gains but that's when you realize it right when you yeah sell. exactly so i don't know <laughs> you actually sell the the, the security i don't like the term money. unrealized capital gains like i really think on like that's it's like double speak you know it's it's it's, it's not a, a way game. to sell it it's wealth confiscation is what it is or even if you don't want to go as far as confiscation we should at least be calling them wealth taxes yes and so ugh, clown world clown world's Insane. I'm sorry for calling a top a couple of weeks ago. I was very, very off base. The, right the world is only getting ex- exponentially and uh, hyperbolically clownish. And so this all revolves around the $3.5 trillion. Is it the Build Back Better Act or is it the infrastructure <laughs> bill? Like, what the hell are they all the it's same? It's the Build Back Better Bill. It's an alliteration. And the Build Back Better Bill. I mean, just overt globalist tri- tropes being thrown into uh, American bills. It's madness these build back better folks do not have your best interests at heart they're coordinating globally it's obvious you can go roll the tapes they're all saying the same shit they're trying to cattle herd you into this digital panopticon and the reasoning and the justification for the unrealized uh, for the tax on unrealized gains that uh, they're trying to deem as income the wealth confiscation will just the, the overt wealth confiscation is to make up the trillion multi-trillion dollar gap in what they're uh, planning to pay for in, in the actual money that they have in the coffer. So they're trying to get this money via taxation any way they can. So uh, wealth confiscation on unrealized gains is one avenue. Matt mentioned the surveillance of uh, individuals receiving or sending more than $600 and sending that information, having banks send that information to the IRS so that they well, can... Like if you, have, if you have a threshold... Right. If you say, you know, you have to be worth over $10 million in order to get hit with this wealth tax, then you have to be you have to do financial surveillance on everyone to make sure you you don't go over the 10 million. It's like a perfect like that's if anything, that might even be the dirtier aspect than the actual tax itself um, is that it's going to be it's 100 percent going to be used to justify further financial surveillance. Agreed on everyone. Agreed. Um, which is insane. It's insane. They're just like, huh. And then so our queen, Cynthia Lummis, I'm kidding. We don't have queens. We don't have kings. We don't have rulers. Cypherpunks write code. We have no laws. But Cynthia Lummis, who is a, a very strong advocate for Bitcoin on the Hill, basically came out and questioned Janet Yellen about this particular 
$600 threshold yesterday and Janet Yellen basically responded like we're already spying on all of them. The banks are already spying, already sharing all this information with the IRS. It's no different. Just like completely trying to gaslight everybody like this is already happening. It's completely fine. Don't worry about it. I'm confused about that. Like some reports say it's $600 per transaction. And some 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 say it's like if you have more than $600 in an account or something like that. Which is literally every account. I hope so. And that's not going to be pegged to inflation. So it's already a low number, whether it's transaction or account, and it's going to be even lower a number. Like we're going to be buying burgers for like $600 and that transaction is going to go straight to the database. Right. Well, like speaking of buying burgers, like this is, did you see this clause that's been going out there? Uh, In an attempt, so here is from at agboy55, A-G-G-B-O-Y 55. He's got a picture, I I believe, of some local paper of uh, quality journalists actually digging in and trying to make people aware, uh, Mark Wayne Mullins, highlighting uh, that in this new tax bill, this proposed tax bill, which he deems as a blank check for socialism, which I would completely co-sign, in an attempt to eliminate fossil fuels, this legislation would impose a quote-unquote fee on all methane emissions, including in our agricultural industry. We all know that is a fee is just a tax and that consumers are the ones who will pay for it. The tax is estimated to cost $6,500 per dairy cow, $2,600 per head of cattle, and $500 per swine each year. That is more than what the animals are worth on the market. So they literally, it's some, in, in parts of this bill, they have language that is going to tax farmers, cattle farmers, pig farmers per animal in an in in exorbitant amount. And uh, at Texan 40, quote tweeted this tweet from Agboy55 and said, this would effectively put us out of business. It would cost us $9.1 million on cows alone if you throw in the bulls and calves, then double it. So close to $20 million in taxes on, uh, on these farm animals because they're emitting methane emissions. Freaks, freaks. It's completely insane. The Banana Republic socialists are trying to take over and ram shit down your throat like they want complete control over you how do you control people you control the energy you control the money you control the food supply they're already fucking up and they fucked up the money beyond the belief since we've gone off the gold standard in 1971 they're really trying to fuck up the energy sector uh, as aggressively as they can with this transition to unreliable renewables which language is also in the these bills forcing the decommissioning of reliable natural gas, nuclear, and towards these unreliable solar and wind projects. And then you control the food supply too. And a great way to control the food supply is to make it economically impossible to actually produce food and deliver it to market, which this bill would do. Like, it's insane. It's insane. They are, again, it's a controlled demolition not only our economy, but the global economy. Like we said, it's the Build Back Better Act. You're using this uniform language across the world. It's coming down from the World Economic Forum. I, mean, I don't know if there's people behind the World Economic Forum or whatever. Who runs that? Klaus Schwab. <laughs> Klaus Schwab. Fucking devil. Fuck, I finally figured out who he is. <laughs> but like, like, people need to wake up. Like, it's, it's overt. It's out in the open. You control the money, you control the energy, you control the food, you control everybody. They're making money impossible to use by inflating it away. They're forcing us onto these unreliable 
energy sources, which destabilizes the grid, makes electricity more expensive. It makes it impossible for people to access fossil fuels. And now they're coming after the food. They're trying to make it so you can't eat quality meat proteins. It's completely overt in the open and insane. And we need to start aggressively pushing back with some civil disobedience. I don't know people out there at the streets. I don't know what's going on, uh, what we need to do, but something needs to happen. Like these people, well, Nuremberg trials, like seriously, these people are, are destroying the world right in front of us. I think... I mean, the, the, this is like failed state shit, right? Yeah. Like, if, if you look throughout the history of time, I mean, pretty much every failed state has tried to confiscate wealth towards the end. Um, you know, the energy stuff is is newer just because, you know, we didn't have that much energy production in the pre-American era or like the pre-American like hegemony era. Um, but it's the same strategy, right? Control the food supply, control the... Um, the necessities and destroy the money, go for wealth confiscation. So, I mean, I think that with time we get through this, right? I, I think it's about mitigating the messy part in between um, while the state fails, which is, you know, easier said than done. Well, I think it, I think civil dis disobedience is like start acquiring as much Bitcoin as possible, get it into your own wallets as well. Make sure you're doing that. You're using best privacy practices. I'm sure we'll touch on those later. Disobey. If you're in the energy industry, if you're in the oil and gas, tell them to fuck off. Drill those wells, produce that those fossil fuels, get them to market. And if you're a farmer, don't pay these extreme taxes if they get passed. Just farm, raise your cattle, raise your cows, raise your pigs, and turn around and give them the double bird but I'm sure there'll be enough people in your locality to show up. Luckily, we have the Second Amendment here. We have the guns. People, it's getting to the point where people need to defend these resources with the guns that they have. And don't, like, it's a situation, don't shoot unless shot at, but show up force, Bundy Ranch shit, like, come and take it. Well, I think it's bigger, right? It, like, hopefully, this, hopefully states stand up first. I agree there. Right, before it comes down to actual individuals. But I mean, every state is backed by individuals. Every locality is, you know, if you go down smaller, every township is backed by individuals. But hopefully, you know, I mean, that's what we have in the United States, which is so beautiful, right? Is that you do have, um, as you go down the totem pole, these local governments have have a, a, a large amount of rights afforded to them. And, and historically, they have used those rights and defended themselves. Um, I would say... First off, on your earlier point, I mean, stacking is important, obviously, but you want to hold your own keys. Then you want to, you know, figure out how to use your own node. Then you want to learn privacy best practices. And you just want to keep learning. You don't want to stop. Um, I think it'd be kind of helpful. You know, we have a lot of new freaks. It'd be kind of helpful for us to go down um, the rabbit hole a little bit of, of how we think Bitcoin fixes this. Yeah. And I know Bitcoin fixes this is a meme itself but every meme has comes out of a kernel of truth and i would start with in that conversation i would start with that when i look around after bitcoin after i discovered bitcoin after i started going down the bitcoin rabbit hole i realized how important incentives are um and if you have broken incentives you have a broken system because every person is only as good as their incentives and currently um in our in our current regulatory environment we have a reverse incentive in terms of energy efficiency and reliability. Bitcoin 
fixes that. It provides a direct incentive for energy efficiency and reliability and cheap energy production. Um, and we have a, a reverse incentive in terms of our in terms of our government, in terms of our bureaucrats, um, where they're directly incentivized to inflate the money supply because they inflate the money supply. That's a hidden tax on everyone. Everyone loses purchasing power. They're able to to leverage that with the Cantillon effect and and gain wealth out of it. And then at the same time, by going, but we already have regular capital gains. Between regular capital gains and ultimately a wealth tax, if you are able to escape that inflation, then you get hit on the other side. You you escape that inflation by buying hard assets such as Bitcoin. You get hit on the other side with the capital gains tax. So they have a direct incentive. They literally have a direct incentive to inflate the money supply, and no one is better than their incentives. That's a broken incentive. If we can improve the incentives, then we have a better world. Yes. And so not, Bitcoin not only fixes that, that perverse incentive system in the fiat monetary system, a product of Bitcoin and, and its security model, particularly proof of work, since it's so energy intensive with uh, proof of work mining and, and the uh, necessity to produce a certain amount of hashes to, to add a block of transactions to the ledger. Uh, it, it, it's starting to rub elbows with the energy industry too. And so like, how does it fix energy security? I don't know if it fixes it straight up, but it so certainly creates incentives to produce more reliable energy than exist on the grid today. Because Bitcoin miners will come in and they'll be that buyer of first resort. If you're creating new energy generation and maybe you were hesitant to create that new generation because you weren't sure if there was going to be a customer there after you're finished building that and outlaying all that capital. Now that the incentive of Bitcoin exists, and particularly the incentive of miners to acquire as much Bitcoin as cheaply as possible, you can have a certain amount of certainty that you're going to have a buyer first resort and Bitcoin miners will show up and they'll buy that energy for cheap so they can mine Bitcoin cheaply and, and you can get some revenue to upstart that energy generation and add capacity to that. End of last resort, right? Yeah, That's end of last an interesting resort. Interesting dynamic. Yeah. Like and, if you already have existing uh, energy facilities that are completely excess and the the, the electricity is cheap, like they'll mm -hmm. come right in there too. And then beyond that, since Bitcoin's a peer-to-peer -peer digital cash system, which demands extreme ownership, especially if you use it correctly and you actually possess your own keys and control your keys and, and your UTXOs with this $600 spying uh, legislation that Yellen wants to pass, you can avoid that. If you have correct privacy... Uh, uh, you will be breaking the law, though the law must be broken when it is unjust and these laws are unjust and they're literally making western civilization crumble in front of our eyes like that's how serious this is freaks like i don't care i i these laws are not just they're not ethical they are meant to be broken they are trying to cattle herd us into a a a, a fucking prison in the digital world and i will fight back against that tooth and nail uh, is, uh, any of you freaks out there that have children I hope you feel the same way. I look at my 19-month-old son and thinking of him growing up in a world where he's energy poor, he's money poor, and he's food poor is something I will not stand for. Fuck these people. <laughs> With that being said, Matt's got to yell at his dogs. But <sighs> it's crazy, freaks. And With the energy stuff, too, I, I highlighted this on Twitter earlier today, but I really 
think anybody should go uh, read this, adventuresincapitalism.com. It's the uh, blog of a hedge fund manager, uh, most popular known as Cuppy on Twitter. And he has a great uh, post that he posted today, will ESG create the next Lehman moment? I really thought this was an interesting perspective. I know I threw out Lehman moment with the Evergrande stuff a couple weeks ago. Uh, seems obviously not to be the case now that we're a few weeks out. It seems like the Chinese government is uh, nationalizing that that corporation and trying to print a bunch of money and just make sure nothing happens too seriously. Uh, but Cuppy here in his, in his blog post that we'll link to in the show notes makes a very good case that what we're doing with this forced transition to unreliable energy sources could be the next Lehman, uh, Lehman moment because no matter, the Fed cannot control this and the banks cannot control this. You can't print money and just produce reliable energy the next week. It's not like uh, the reserves in a bank where you can just print money and solve the problem, the reserve problem for the banks that they had in 08 uh, in a six to nine month period. Uh, you can't just print money and have natural gas and oil pipelines pop up overnight or nuclear power plant facilities pop up overnight. Like So that we could see ourselves in a situation at some point in the near future near future could be anywhere from six months to a few years where we've made this five years it could be yeah five years whatever it may be but if we continue down this path it, it is inevitable where there's going to be the demand for energy is only growing throughout the world particularly in the developing world where people want to get out of poverty and in the best way and the only way to get out of poverty is to have cheap, reliable energy that makes you more productive and extends your productivity and your profitability as a as an entrepreneur in the economy. But if we do this forced transition to unreliables, there's not going to be enough electricity. It's going to be too expensive, and it's going to get to a point where there's so much electricity demand, very little reliable supply, and it's just going to cause a cascading inflationary event where energy is the base of, of economies. That's the first thing you pay for when you're building stuff. You have to put diesel in your tractor to go plow a field. It's literally the base of everything. I mean, you can argue the earth is, but like beyond the earth, like when you're actually producing and, and toiling, you need energy unless you want to go back to like horseback or slavery legitimately. And so we're going to link to this, this blog post. I'm actually going to have copy on the show in a couple of weeks. We're going to go over this particular line of thinking, but it's, it's getting this serious for you. And I know I've been very adamant about this and vocal about this for like the last six months, but it's getting to a point where we need to turn back and we need to start pushing back. And I just would ask any of you out there who are as worried as I am about this, get vocal with it. Talk to your family about it. Talk to your friends. Highlight uh, these facts. Look, look what's going over in Germany. Over in the UK, they're running out of petrol in the UK. They have to send in the National Guard. We talked about the situation last week, but since last week, they sent in the National Guard to crowd control people looking for petrol in the UK. Like it's getting to that point when they're sending in shoulders, shoulders, soldiers to crowd control because people are getting desperate for petrol. That's like a end of <clears throat> end of empire stage. I just like yeah, I lived there for five minutes. I can't breathe. The words Marty is looking for is peaceful noncompliance. Yes. Peaceful, not compl- I'm a peaceful. I'm a peace lover. Peace and love. I end this on every every show. I end this on peace and love, which is what I truly believe in. Which is like one of the frustrating parts because these fucking assholes have pushed us to such a frustrating limit where it's like, oh my gosh, like are you gonna force people to act out physically? I, I do not want to get to that. But when people get desperate, 
they can't feed their families, they can't turn their lights on, that's naturally what's going to happen. If we don't reverse course, this is like you can, that's naturally the friction that's being created. You're going to create physical cr friction if you don't reverse course on all these idiotic and insane policies. Should we go to Clark Moody's dashboard? Yes, we should. Woo! According to Clark Moody's dashboard, the price of Bitcoin is $41,065. One cuck buck is going to get you 2,435 sats. I have my screen all junked here. We're at block height, 702,769. Nice. Uh, we have almost 3,000 Bitcoin in public capacity on the Lightning Network. We haven't read that stat in a while. We are 815 blocks away from the next difficulty adjustment, excuse me, which is estimated to be on October 5th, which is next Tuesday, I believe. And that right now is estimated to be a upwards adjustment of 1.1%. That's because blocks are coming in at nine minutes and 54 seconds on average. That's six seconds faster than a 10 minute target. And there's 6,522 transactions in Clark's debt or Clark's mempool, excuse me. Uh, one set. How many? How many periods in a row have we had an upwards difficulty adjustment? I think four or five. Um, I would be would actually be surprised if this ends up being a positive adjustment, an upward adjustment, just due to the nature of the the what seems to be the real China ban. I think it's scaring a lot of miners. Even the real one, the twenty fifth one, was the real one. <laughs> well, it seems it seems pretty real at this point. It seems like there's different. I don't have that on the list. Oh, yeah, we we'll can finish to the dashboard. We'll, we'll finish that, and then we'll start with. We'll finish the dashboard, then we'll start with that after this. Uh, there's 4,131.53 BTC locked up in unspent capacity on Samurai's Whirlpool. That is 169 nice, 0.3 million cuck bucks. Whirlpool is enabled on fucking Sparrow yeah. Wallet. Let's go. Craig Raw is a fucking beast. Craig Raw the Don. That's SparrowWallet.com and SparrowWallet.com slash donate probably if he knows. If he, if he uses the obvious one, if you want to support the project, but you should check out Sparrow Wallet. Sparrow Wallet is straight fire. And now it has built in coin joint support through Whirlpool. Contribute. Run your own dojo. Contribute. No, the cool part about Sparrow is you don't even need a dojo. Well, because it runs its own node, right? And that's what dojo would pull from. Well, you can either. So Sparrow Wallet by default connects to Electrum nodes, public Electrum nodes that craig recommends okay right so like he kind of screened it it's not just like random electrum nodes but obviously then you're trusting them with your transaction data still or you can run your own electrum node so like every single node project all those node in the box projects you know raspi blitz uh umbral my node uh ronin dojo well ronin dojo obviously has dojo in it um not all Nodal also has Dojo in it. But anyway, my point is, is that pretty much all these node projects all support Start9. They all support Electrum Server. And that's all you need. All you need is Electrum Server to use with Sparrow if you want to use your own node. And Sparrow supports uh, BWT, which I think stands for Bitcoin Wallet Tracker, which basically allows you, if you run core, it basically runs a light Electrum Server to connect the two. So you can just run core plus Sparrow and and you can use your own node sparrow so it's a massive accessibility improvement you don't need an android phone anymore boss Ooh, the interface is very clean consider it freaks consider it sparrow 
I don't like the uh, the Electrum server, even if Craig recommends them. I That's just the default if you don't want to use your own node. Yeah, right? I'd rather use a node. I'd rather use a node. I'll just throw that out there. All right. We were going to get to something that's not on the list, which is the China ban uh, in the mining circles. But least. before we get there, my point is with that whole thing is I expect Whirlpool on spend capacity between all the macro things that are happening, where there's increased financial surveillance, there's increased talk of wealth taxes, uh, wealth confiscation, um, and the fact that Sparrow has integrated Whirlpool in a very reliable, robust fashion. Um, I expect unspent capacity to start going like absolutely ridiculous. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it, freaks. The time is now. The time was a while ago, but no better, no better second time than now. Uh, yesterday was was probably ideal. Today this is the, the second most ideal time to do it. Uh, speaking of ideal, uh, Bitcoin sort of throws a wrinkle in the ideal vision of their communistic uh, economy. Uh, that the CCP would like to imbue on the markets over there. I believe we touched on it last week, but uh, Xi Jinping, the leader of the CCP, has come out recently and said he wants to move away from Western-style capitalism within the controlled capitalism that China has has sort of allowed to to flourish for the last three decades. He wants to get away from that and and more towards Mao's uh, vision of a socialist utopia. And uh, I guess as part of that, they're cracking down even harder on uh, bitcoin uh, not only mining which is any any exchange of bitcoin within the country a lot of exchanges are having to shut down a lot of people who have historically done otc trade in china with people outside of china are not allowing foreigners to do that at least from what i heard uh, maybe somebody has other information that contradicts that but that's what i've been seeing and then uh, it seems that bitmame will be moving they're manufacturing uh, to Malaysia and Indonesia and outside of the, the Chinese borders because uh, Kevin Kevin Jiang from, um, from they currently uh, manufacturing Taiwan, right? Well, the that's the the chips, the ASIC, the, the chips are. But then they assemble in them in China. They assemble in China, yes. So and I think Bitmain and MicroBT both announced that they're not selling them in China anymore. No, to I know my- major ASIC. Manufacturers. I know MicroBT, I think I believe has been operating out of Malaysia for the sales. But I'm saying oh. they're not selling them to Chinese restaurants. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. No, I don't think they're allowed to anymore. I uh, mean, that's got to be the bigger biggest concern, right? Because whether the chips the chips are being manufactured in Taiwan and Malaysia and Indonesia is not that far away. Like it's not that easy to get outside of the Chinese sphere of influence. These are all it's all within the Chinese sphere of influence. If they wanted to um really really punch us in the dick uh going after the mining manufacturers would do that i mean i think the bitcoin network would be fine i think people who own asics already and have them in hand and have them running um would be in a very good position because there would be a shortage uh but it would be a substantial punch in the dick yes that's why i'm somewhat of a micro BT what's minor maximalist because their chips are produced in South Korea, which I believe has a bit more autonomy. And they the don't other- use TSMC. No, they use Samsung. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, South Korea, we might still protect and South Korea has, you know, a decent protection itself. Yes. We're not going to protect Taiwan. I don't think it's so. It's a shame, but there's no way they can just walk right in there. No. Um, 
geopolitically, I mean, it highlights the pressing need to get foundries outside of Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia. Uh, hopefully, Samsung and TSMC can get the foundries they're building in Austin, Texas, and Arizona, respectively, up and running within the next few years. We'll see if those come to fruition. If they do, it'd be massive. Um, it's good to see them moving their their assembly production outside of uh, China's borders. But again, yeah, I think it's bullish overall, but in, in short to medium term, it is probably going to increase the price of ASICs. Uh, Kevin, in that, in that thread I mentioned earlier, he highlighted that when, once you uh, move some of these processes out of China, obviously labor costs go up, and so that will be passed down. Um, and then who knows what's going to happen. With I TSMC. honestly believe that over the next few years, you know, uh, Bitcoin ASICs will be the only thing that's more scarce than Bitcoin. Yeah. Like you, like if you buy, even today, like if you look at the prices, like even today, I know like it looks like it's, they've gone up substantially from a couple months ago, but I I mean, I think it's probably still a steal right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, Adam from upstream, he said it publicly many times. And I I think I would agree with this. We're probably going to see $25,000 ASICs next year, um, which is a crazy thought. Uh, they'll be used some of them will be yeah so that's what like that's another reason why we're what's minor maximalist at great american mining is their asics are extremely durable they're fucking beast they're very sturdy i think our first deployment which we launched like in the summer of 2019 i think it was like 180 m20s i think out of those we've only had one failure over the course of three years which is pretty good and the rough terrain of North to North Dakota and oil patches. Uh, they, they have, a, in our opinion, uh, when compared to like the S seven, the S 17 suck. Don't buy S 17s. The S nines are like AK 47 S nines. Well, that's the beauty of it. So that's what I, I guess a lot of people don't know this. The S nine was designed by the gentleman who wound up leaving. Bitcoin and he, start, start he broke his NDA. Yeah. No, he's broke his non-compete, right? Yeah. Um, and he went and started micro BT. That's another reason why. We like micro BT is because it was started by the dude who created the S9. Um, and he designs very, very good ASICs. Um, so yeah, it's another thing to be on the lookout. And I was, so I was on a panel for coin shares yesterday on ESG. I thought it went really well. Myself, was Nick Carter. Virtual? It was virtual. Um, uh, a gentleman by the name of Chris Langner and another one by the name of Simon, I believe his last name was Mott's. Um, that was like one thing a question chris asked is like what or i believe it was nick or crispin dixon who was leading the panel asked was like what would reduce uh, the, the energy consumption of uh, the bitcoin mining industry and i didn't i didn't answer it with this but i thought about it after i was like honestly the only thing that's going to reduce the pace of uh, the increased electricity consumption of the network is just the inability to create more asics like and, and get those like you're gonna you, your potential they could have a, a plateauing of uh, hash rate growth and therefore electricity consumption if there literally cannot be more ASICs that get to market. Uh, which, but that would just be a temporary thing. Yeah, so it would be temporary. After- if there's if there's a if there's a profit motive, which there would be in a ASIC shortage scenario, then someone's going to come around and fill that gap. Mm-hmm. Just as 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 the discrepancy grows, there's a bigger and bigger incentive for who's ever in that business or adjacent businesses, kind of chip manufacturer businesses. You can think of like people like NVIDIA and AMD that they're, they're going to come in and fill that gap. So it would be a short-term kind of thing. But when I'm talking about short-term, you know, it could be one or two years. 
Um, we have Winsome Hacks asking, as a Bitcoin user that's not a miner, care about the price of ASICs. Um, but I mean, I think every Bitcoiner should consider mining at home. So, yeah. Um, if that's if that's the case, you should be watching the price of ASICs. If you don't want to, fine. But I, it it's it is one of I'm not going to speak in absolutes because you're pretty much always wrong if you speak in absolutes, even though that was an absolute. Um, it is it is one of the best ways to stack. Period. You're you're able to do it KYC free. It's on the regular, and the only negative is if you buy the top on ASICs and you end up spending more on ASICs, like significantly more on ASICs than you get out of the stacking of it. And I think right now, and for the last couple of months, we're in one of those situations where it's very far away from being in that situation. Yeah, I think but that's an analysis you have to kind of just come to yourself. I think with like S9s, you can mine profitably at like 11 cents a kilowatt hour, which is insane to think about um, for electricity costs. Uh, Ty is asking where he had a question, Samsung uh, foundry in Austin. I mean, it was either earlier this year or late last year, they announced the intention to to break ground on a foundry in Austin. I don't think I'm misremembering that. I'm pretty sure that happened and those plans are in the works. They're at least Samsung, you said, right? Yes. And then yeah, PS- you're not misremembering. TSMC uh, plans on building one in Arizona over the next few years as well. I believe, believe they're five nanometer foundries still. I'm not sure. That being said, I would love for the ghost of Andy Grove to to be reincarnated and to to fucking slap some sense into Intel to actually getting competitive at the chip level. Um, I'm not going to hold my breath for that, but like, let's go. We we need these chips. Uh, not only in the Bitcoin space, obviously, it's a huge part of the the supply chain um, supply chain crunch that's been going on uh, since the the forced lockdowns of the global economy. Um, we're really finding out that, that uh, centralizing critical supply chain infrastructure in Southeast Asia, predominantly in China, probably wasn't a wise decision. This is the product of Triffin's dilemma, where you have to flood the world with dollars uh, to pay for that cheap labor. It's so a they, broken incentive all over again. Right? That's bad. That's Once bad. you start realizing, you just see broken incentives everywhere. Yeah, and it all stems from the money. Fix the money, fix the world. This, all these broken incentives, these broken supply chains, they stem from the fact that we needed to flood the world. We wanted the reserve currency of the world, and the way you do that is you flood the world with dollars by buying their cheap labor, and that's what we've done. And here we are 50 years later after Nixon ripped us off the gold standard, and things are pretty hairy. What the fuck happened in 1971? You must ask yourself. All right, let's get onto the list here. I'm hot. I'm heated. I'm heated. You got a bunch of things already done on the list. Yeah, you tweeted about this last week. I didn't even realize it happened until I saw no bullshit Bitcoin. Bring it up. Bitcoin.org was compromised. With a... Yeah, I lost all my Bitcoin. I sent it. To... <laughs> so there they was did a scam it. pop up. Yeah, they did a classic. Said... Send me Bitcoin. I'll send you back double what you send me. Yeah, man. I got to start from scratch. It's fucking rough. I trusted that website. Me too. I saw, was it you and Jameson talking about this? Jameson said it was like, they probably noticed the vulnerability of the website and that was like the lowest what? effort instead of doing like you said, we're lucky they didn't uh, swap out, out the download files. Yeah. So like Bitcoin Core V22 just came out, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the next one is about to come out uh, and, and people, are, people are upgrading because of Taproot. They want Taproot support, right? Like Taproot, uh, activation is imminent. 
So people are more likely to be updating their clients than usual. Um, and so if you put a malicious Bitcoin core client on Bitcoin.org, uh, you can get a lot of people that might have you know, too much money on a hot wallet in their Bitcoin core wallet to download it and then steal their Bitcoin. The, the scam they posted was a very obvious scam. It got picked up pretty quickly. The site got pulled down and corrected and everyone was like tweeting about it. And it, it, it was very public very quickly. Um, I was probably one of the few victims that, that fell for it. Um, so that is very fortunate, but it should be a reminder to people about at the very least why we PGP verify downloads. And the reason is, is, is when you have a maintainer of a software project, PGP signed something, they're proving that they're at the very least, they're saying, this is what I think is, you know, this is good software according to me. So you're still trusting them, but they're saying this is good software according to me. And with PGP verification, you can verify that. And the key is, it's a fixed key. So if you have those signing keys, you keep them on your computer, they're kept locally. You don't have to keep going for those keys. For the download file, you have to obviously fetch to the internet to get the download file. So, so for someone to be able to compromise that process, they have to go and get that person's signing key. Whoever the maintainer is, they have to go get that person's signing key, which, who's hopefully keeping it locally as well, doesn't have it on the cloud or something like that. It makes an attack much more difficult. Um, so... We should all be PGP verifying our software downloads, at least the most important ones, stuff like Bitcoin Core or whatever wallet you're using, uh, whatever Bitcoin wallet you're using. It would be even better if you build from source because there is a compromise vector where the maintainer might build the binary, might build the install file and their computer is compromised that built it. So even though they think it's trustworthy and they sign it and all the verifications come correct, it could be compromised. Um, so you should consider building from source. I do have a civil dispatch on building from source. If, you, if you're interested on that, go do that. But at, at the very least, the low hanging fruit is we should all be PGP verifying our downloads. It's a very easy thing to do. And we should be very grateful that the hacker had high time preference. This is what Lop said, that he was like, the hacker noticed the vulnerability. He didn't want to wait to try and figure out to get the downloads and have it go through. So he just went for the low hanging fruit of just Send me Bitcoin and I'll send you double back. You got some um, Bitcoin, right? Yeah, you got all my Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, you did. Dude. Um, I think he got like 70 million sats or something like that. Like we're talking about magnitudes less than if he comp if he compromises a Bitcoin core downloads for even People a couple days. Wallet. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why, as well. So we talked about PGP verification, we talked about building from source. This is one of the reasons why you want to keep your keys offline, right? Because if you have your keys offline, you have them in a hardware wallet, maybe you're using it with Bitcoin Core, you still have to, if, if Bitcoin Core is compromised, if, if that piece of software is compromised, or we were talking about Sparrow Wallet, Craig, you know, has reproducible builds now, he, he signs all of his releases with PGP. Let's say you download a compromised Sparrow Wallet or Electrum Wallet or Bitcoin Core, and that wallet tries to take your money you still can look at the screen of your hardware wallet and you have to manually approve that malicious transaction. And hopefully you catch it at that point. Like it will show which address you're signing to and which address you're sending to. Um, you'll hopefully catch it at that point, but this is why we keep keys offline and why it's so important for your savings to not have them on a hot computer. Because if you do download something malicious, if all, 
you're you're super paranoid you handle all the other things or even if you're not right it's a it's a nice sanity check that you you have an offline device ideally with a screen on it whether that's an offline computer or if it's a purpose-built hardware wallet maybe even multi-sig where you have multiple hardware wallets that are offline and and that malicious software can't compromise you as easily it could still trick you into doing something but it has to go through the process of tricking you and usually as we see with this attack they go for the lower hanging fruit right yeah no i've had a friend get scared hope he's not listening but i had a buddy like i woke up to like frantic text in the middle of the night i guess he was hoping that i was up he fell for one he read like a medium post and it was supposedly by the winklevi twin and and at the bottom they were like send us half a bit like only up to like 20 bitcoin you send us half we'll send you back one and it was like, yeah, it's gone forever, dude. Wouldn't have been able to help you anyway if you, if I was up to receive these texts. Maybe I could help you. Most of us have gotten you. scammed at some point. So just oh, check it off. I've been scammed. Learn from it. Be better. Speaking of PGP verification for version 22, Ricky PG in the comments is saying PGP verification. No, it works. It works. He's yeah. fucking up something. Ricky, if you want, if you want to message me, I can, I can, I can hopefully help you sort it out. All right, DM Matt. If you have message me on telegram or uh keybase if you go to matterdell.com it's both there yeah what do you uh what do you think about this missouri mayor is this a publicity pretty cool uh, right you think it's is it legit or do you think it's public you see what he's what town he's the mayor of cool uh, valley cool valley baby <laughs> jason stewart spells jason very odd i'm gonna say j-a-y-s-o-n uh that's interesting uh Missouri Mayor Jason Stewart plans to give every household in Cool Valley $1,000 worth of Bitcoin. Cool Valley, Missouri is a small town in St. Louis County area. It has about 1,500 residents. Um, I'm trying to do the math there. What's that like? $1.5 million worth of Bitcoin? Yep. Boss. All right. That was good Marty math. Probably the best Marty math ever on this podcast. Uh, that seems like a, a low investment thousand dollars I mean, he's already taking their money via taxes right it's just like kind of like a tax rebate program with bitcoin but you get people uh, two million sats 2.5 million sats it's not bad i'd take it you would take it uh, of course you would take it who wouldn't yeah. take who wouldn't take, take additional bitcoin um, obviously those transactions are going to have to the, the airdrop transactions are going to have to be reported to the irs because it's over six hundred dollars yeah um so as of, right, as of right now, the project is fully funded for $1,000 per per household. It seems like yeah, it's pretty dope. He, he hasn't said how they're going to get it mm -hmm. um, or any kind of specifics yet. Right. But I mean, this is exactly what we want to see. And Matthew, and, and, Matthew slight observation here. It seems like uh, Jason Stewart is a, is, is a black man. I thought Bitcoin was only a currency for white supremacist. Bitcoin is for everyone. Wait, if, no, if, I was told by the Associated Press that it's a white supremacist. Jason Stewart doesn't look like a white supremacist. What's going on here? Is the Associated Press lying to me? Is it? I mean, technically, uh, they didn't say all Bitcoin users are white, uh, white extreme. I think they used the word extremist. But yeah, the, the, point, point, I, the point is, the point is very clear. Obviously, I'm being facetious. Um, Bitcoin is for everybody. Like, I, I mean, I, I think the subject we barely talked about the AP article yet, but like the subject line, what the the subject was about, like uh, Richard Spencer, one group, 
and they like raised like nine million dollars, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of all Bitcoin usage. I don't think we should have to say that, but it is a tiny, tiny fraction. Well, and a key value prop of Bitcoin is is that anyone can use it without permission. And if 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 we can stop individuals or groups from using Bitcoin, then I will consider the project failed. It's it's the key. It's one of the key things that sets it apart from the traditional financial system that's heavily censored. Um, that's the value prop. And all Bitcoin stakeholders should be seeking to protect that value prop because I don't think that number continues to go up if that part of the equation gets broken. Completely agreed. And Richard Spencer is definitely a spook. Like coming out and be like, this is this is the currency of white supremacy. What? White supremacy I mean, is not even that big. Like it's fucking a bunch of fucking losers and Richard Spencer's a spook. Bitcoin maximalists should be happy because uh, they've switched to Monero. So oh, they did? take that as you will. They only request Monero now. And yeah. they say that in the Associated Press article. Um, All right, good. Which is where I found that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but let's just go back to the positive news for a second, Marty, <laughs> before moving. Like this is exactly what we expect, right? It's similar. It's, it's similar on a smaller scale, but it's similar to the El Salvador news, right? And it's, it's, it's what we see is that it's always the challenger that adopts Bitcoin first, right? The heavyweights have no desire to. The, the, the mayors of the large cities have no incentive to, right? But if you're a mayor of Cool Valley, Missouri, right, you're on the national radar all of a sudden, right? You're, you're getting national press gigs. You're, you, have an, you have a direct incentive to try and innovate and be ahead of the pack. And that's where we're going to see Bitcoin adoption first. We're going to see it at the fringes. We're going to see it from the places that you don't expect it. You're not going to see it from the large companies, the large municipalities, the large countries. You're going to see it from all the challenger places. Oh, and I would argue this is exactly what you want to see. I, I would like to see uh, Bitcoin as many in as many individual hands as possible. Then I would like it on as many corporate balance sheets as possible. Then I would like uh, as many municipalities as Fuck possible. Fuck the corporate uh, balance sheets. Well, it's good. We have, we have Bitcoin on our corporate balance sheet. Are you saying fuck our balance sheet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you said you would like to see it. Like, well, I, like I, 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 when you I don't, said corporate, I assumed large public corporation. And no, like businesses. I'm fine with them adopting late. Like Tahini's, like us. Like, right. I love that Tahini's has it on their yeah. balance sheet. I will support that. Yes. Uh, that, well, that's what you want to see is get it in the hands of the individuals, the small businesses, the counties, the small cities. That is truly grassroots at that point. Like, I, I would not like Janet Yellen to come out tomorrow and be like, we're, we're acquiring Bitcoin for, for the Treasury. Was that a senator or a House of Representative? Oh, he was running. He's running. I think. Yandel Blake out Masters. of Ohio. Blake Masters out of Arizona. And then but he he's got, running. He's not. He's not. He's not seated, yeah, right? he's running. We've had him on the show before. He said we should have like Fort Knox of Bitcoin. That's or we have a strategic Nakamoto reserve. Knox. Yeah, we can wait on that. No, no uh, Fort Fort Nakamoto. Excuse me, is what he called. Let's it. get the let's get the little guys in first. Well, let, no, that's the other thing. Like Bitcoin permanent funds. Like I've been trying to meme this. Like we don't need the big guys. We don't need Fort Nakamoto. We need uh, local localities, whether it be county, city, state, using their energy resources to mine Bitcoin to roll some excess profits into a permanent fund that allows them to keep taxes low and to tell the federal government, we don't need your money. This is the best path forward in my mind. Ty, Ty made a good, well, first of all, BTC pins wants us to know that they have Bitcoin on their corporate balance sheet. That is not surprising to anyone. That is not news. 
we we figured that out, BTC pins. Uh, the second thing is Ty made a good point that goes with my earlier point is that you have a large city like Miami who's fucking killing it right now and they're doing really well. And in the beginning, they were like a challenger's challenger city. So they like were kind of going for the Bitcoin route. And then they started to get bigger. And what did they do? They released Miami coin, right? They released their own shit coin. Meanwhile, the Cool Valley, Missouri guy, Missouri mayor in Cool Valley, he releases, he's, he's going to give everyone Bitcoin instead of releasing his own shit coin. Yeah. That's the dynamic at play here. But man, it's tied to Bitcoin. It's built on stacks, which uses Bitcoin security. Is Miami coin built on stacks? Yeah. Uh, it does not use Bitcoin. Stacks doesn't use Bitcoin security. Mayor Suarez, I've shook your hand before. I think you're a very uh, fine gentleman. Uh, however, your explanation for why Miami coin over Bitcoin makes no sense at all. Well, he no, he had a great explanation. I thought it made complete sense. He's like, we've made like over a million dollars on Miami coin so far. <laughs> that, but it's like it's senior, like, Bitcoin's, it's too Bitcoin's too volatile, and it's a it's a store of value, not a not a medium exchange. Like, what is different with Miami coin? Is there any like it's going to be just? He as gets volatile. the seniorage. Like, if you're if, like that, if anything, if anything, it was. I mean, I saw his inter. He, I forget who was interviewing him, but it was like a very authentic interview. He was like, "Yeah, this Miami coin thing. We just we just make we just mint money off of it." Um. So. That's what happens. Oh, yeah. It's shitcoin promoters that at least admit that they're benefiting from the seniorage is uh, more admirable than yeah, at least they're admitting it than the youth foundation. Uh, all right, Miami coins out there. What else we got on the list? Should we get a shout Fuck out in Miami? Coin. Fuck that shit, man. Should we get a sh- we had a good thing going in Miami and then the shit corners all flooded in. And Miami's crypto, Miami Austin is Bitcoin. Him. Austin's Bitcoin. If you want your Bitcoin Citadel, come to Austin. I'm getting in and, and campaigning for secession immediately. The the best thing Austin has going for it is that Mayor Mayor Parker Lewis. Uh, uh, excuse me, sir. He's going to be the president of the Republic of Texas, not the mayor <laughs> of Austin. Okay, he's got to start somewhere. He's going to start as the mayor of Austin. So. That's true. Got to work his way up. And Parker, we we need Parker in the Bitcoin world. He can't be a politician, or maybe he would be a good politician. He's just like I'm not going to do anything. Maybe that's Parker's platform. We'll I feel like out. Miami was shitcoin town before shitcoins even existed or Bitcoin even existed. You know, like it goes with the culture well. Yeah, I am not. I mean, uh, respect anybody living in Miami from Miami, but I um, like visiting. Miami's. I don't even like visiting. Miami's just not my. I mind. love visiting. I think it's like a cool. It's a unique culture. It's not. It's not like there's a lot of cities that like you could be anywhere. You know, like you go to the city and it's like very similar to a handful of other cities. There's nothing really unique about it. Miami has a very unique culture, especially like the whole Cuban vibe that's mixed in there. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And not disrespecting the culture at all. I just, I don't like traffic. I prefer beaches with waves. Uh, I don't like too many high rises near my beaches. Um, And as as somebody who loves the ocean and likes to surf, it's very particular about my beach vibe. That's not my beach vibe. I guess that's what I would say. Anyway, Marty and I will be uh, doing a live rabbit hole recap in Austin in two weeks, three weeks, three weeks, three weeks, three weeks, three weeks. We're going to do it before BitDevs. Should we do tickets for that? Should we try? So get ready for that. We are going to announce it somehow. 
but this is us kind of pre-announcing it. It's going to be right before bit devs, the next bit, the October bit devs in Austin. Mm -hmm. Which is you got the October bit devs, then you got beefsteak. At unchanged day. offices. Beefsteak sold out already. Then we got Formula One Friday, or excuse me, Saturday, Sunday. It's going to be a hell of a week in Austin, Texas. Speaking of which too, uh, it's very, uh, very cringy of a name, but the, the blockchain association is having an event in Austin as well in a week or next week, next Friday, I believe. However, it's not really blockchain. It's just Bitcoin focused. Bitcoiners educating um, representatives and senators about Bitcoin. I believe Ted Cruz will be there. Senator, Senator Lummis will be there. Davidson will be there. A bunch of others. Um, so that should be fun as well. What else is going on? Uh, we usually front, front load with vulnerability disclosures. This one's... Um, this one is uh, buried a little bit. Obviously, we've been speaking for over an hour now, but this one seems pretty aggressive. There were three iOS vulnerabilities, and I read this earlier this week. Apparently, the, the uh, gentleman who uh, found the zero days disclosed it to Apple responsibly earlier in the year, and they didn't fix it. And well, they fixed one. They fixed one. They, they disclosed four. They fixed one, and they like gave him. They like fucked him on the bounty. So they like. Fucked them on the reward. And, and then they, they like, lied about fixing the others, didn't they? They like disregarded it. They just weren't even really saying. So he's like, fuck it. I'm going to publish it. Yeah. And they're all privacy related vulnerabilities. What, uh, what specific privacy holds? They're are? all based around a malicious app being able to take information that they shouldn't be able to take information from. And, you know, I think one of the vulnerabilities, like it could get like all your health information. Um, and they like listed out, you know, like heart rate and uh, menstrual cycles were in there and stuff like Lovely. Apple ID emails. Lovely. Um, Lovely. Location. One of them was location database. Like it could, it could basically elevate to location privileges without getting permission for it. Hmm. Nice. It's good to know. They were pretty bad. It's good to know that they were lackadaisical about patching this <laughs> as well. Thank you. Apple. It, those, none of those three have been patched. Yes. Um, we're going to shout outs now. I'm going to go get another drink. Okay. Um, I'll wait Take for you to drink. You, you, got, you got to hear the shout outs. So I'll wait for you to get your drink. And okay. Riff. I'll riff. Um, I want to riff. I want, I want to riff. And the way I'm going to riff is going to say I, earlier in the, in the show, I know I get heat. I get very passionate. I do want to echo and i am all about peace and love nonviolence, civil disobedience in a peaceful way and i really wholeheartedly agree with that i don't want harm on anyone um uh, sorry if i got a little heated there freaks it is crazy though just like looking out at what's going on in the world and am i crazy to like printing trillions of dollars making energy less reliable more expensive and now they're trying to take our food it's like what the hell is going on here it, it, it is a bit infuriating. It is a bit infuriating. That's what I'll say. But again, hopefully Bitcoin uh, provides us with an extremely powerful tool to beat this nonsense in a peaceful way. I, I, I truly believe that it does provide that avenue as well, which if we didn't have Bitcoin, I, I, I shudder to think of the horror that would be imbued on the world if we didn't have that avenue of peaceful protest and, and that option to opt out. So thank Satoshi for Bitcoin. Thank God for Bitcoin. Um, violence does beget violence. Um, I need more Marty gaslighting. 
Stay on your ground peacefully. I, I agree with that. Uh, shout outs. I have no idea what you said, and I do not co-sign this message. I think you would co-sign it, but I'm not going to put words in your mouth. <laughs> you can go back and listen. You can text me later. Okay, I'll, I'll let you know later. Um, yeah, we read that one last week. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't rereading. So we met on Wednesday. Today's the 29th. So after the 22nd will be the shout outs that we're reading here. We got four shout outs this week. Unless somebody sent one in <coughs> since we started recording. Uh, I haven't been streaming sats while I listen. I'll do better, but to make up for it, here's some cheddar straight off the block from Ronan Miner. Ronan Miner, I read this earlier and I said, in, in, uh, in solidarity, I'm going to drink claws with you today. So thank you for the shout out. And, and here's to White Claws. I went away from the high noons to White Claws specifically for you, Ronan. Are we allowed to say What's the name? shout out? Did you not listen? I haven't been streaming sats while I listen. I'll do better, but to make up for it, here's some cheddar straight off the block. You oh, know? yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I appreciate it, Ronan. I thought you mentioned White Claws. It's just because that's his brand. That's his brand. And I said, hey, yeah. I saw the shout out before we recorded. You know what? Because of the shout out, I'm going to drink White Claws today. No, I love Ronan. Ronan's been on Dispatch twice now. Yes. And I think for a cumulative 30 claws or something like that, 32 <laughs> claws on this Dispatch appearance. 15 claws a Dispatch? One of them was at, I want to say, like 10 a.m. local time for him. Lovely. And he had 13. And then the other one was later. So he, second episode he had. Are you drinking like fucking claw every five minutes? Holy shit. Um, he sent picture proof too. We got, we got, we verified. Um, on top of that, Ronan, and he mentioned he's not streaming sets. If you do want to stream sets, you want to contribute to the show, which. We love, we know we have ads in the beginning. We'd like to move to a value for value model, which podcasting 2.0 enables with uh, compatible apps. Sphinx Chat is one of them. We have our tribe. We'll, we'll talk in there. Newpodcastapps.com. Newpodcastapps.com. Adam Carey's running that. You can find There's that. like 30 podcast apps yeah. that support it. You load up sats, you search for TFTC. Um, yeah, Fountain you app. Just stream us. You can, choose, you can choose how much you want to stream, and it just streams the sats. Fountain apps and other podcasting 2.0 compatible that I'm going to start messing with because of their ability to like, you can advertise clips, which I think is really cool. You pay sats to advertise clips to other people using the app that may not know about your podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to experiment with that soon. Well, they have something called Boostagrams, which is like native lightning shout outs. Which like, I'm not in that much of a rush to implement because we have shout outs. But it's really cool that it's like integrated into the LND stack and all these podcast apps can support it and people can just send them directly in the podcasting app, which is really cool. Yeah, it's getting in there. It's getting better, freaks. It's getting better by the day. Next shout out, reading a shout out now, Matt. This is the shout out. This is just a special thanks for our boys, Marty and Matt. The plebs appreciate all you do. Keep the fire alive. Also, quick public service announcement. Plebs should be going out and buying burner phones with cash and getting KYC free. God damn it. This is the one I read last week. Well, while, while you're paused, Vague is saying uh, to get people to adopt it, we should release some content only on podcasting 2.0 apps. 2.0 apps. The cool part about podcasting 2.0 is that it's purely RSS feed based. There's no paywalls. There's no way for us to do exclusive content there. 
No. Um, it's an open RSS feed, just like anything else. You can add, add you can access it through podcasting 1.0 apps. You can add, add, access it through a web browser without paying us a cent. You can go into podcasting or pay us a sat. You can go into podcasting 2.0 apps even, and you can access it without paying us anything. Um, so the way it works that, is that's the nature of it. It's an open, it's an open system. And you're, you're choosing the whole idea of value for value is, you know, I, as opposed to this idea of paywalls is that you're choosing the value that you that you uh, attribute to it and you're actively contributing in that fashion agreed agreed and the way it works vake is it, it so it's the rss feed that we've used since the onset of the podcast or maybe when we transition to anchor and the way podcast what top podcasting 2.0 basically did it allows you to add what's called a value block into your rss it's HTML. just a pub key it's a lightning node yeah. pub key so it's like just like another line of HTML code with your pub key in it, where if an app wants to make it podcasting 2.0 compatible, they just take that pub key from our RSS feed and enable people to to send sats. You're doing key send key. payments. You're just doing key send payments to a known public key, and it's just a way of adding the public key into the RSS feed. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is that you're able to integrate streaming sats with just putting a fucking text block in an RSS feed. Right. It's like... <laughs> It's beautifully simple and robust. And, you know, it's very Bitcoin to me. Right? Well, this like, is, that's the cool part about Bitcoin. This is true. This is a true DAP, decentralized application, just combining the distributed peer to peer cash system that is Bitcoin, the Lightning Network stack on top of it, and RSS feed, which is an open content distribution uh, mechanism. They're just combining those two instead of trying to create everything from scratch, just leverage what's already been built and, and extend it with Bitcoin, which is the way I think all this stuff will be built out. I don't think we're going to see all this web 2.0, 3.0 bullshit. <laughs> You're just going to integrate sets into the rest of the distributed web, which has already been built out and is pretty robust. That is you, to, yeah. I was well, going to say that is to be debated, though. Don't tell the shit coiners that. They'll, they'll screech at you. Yeah, well, the shit corners can have fun staying poor. Like, this is the thing, you know, it's like the shit coins are a threat to individuals who speculate on them and will often lose all their money and have less Bitcoin for it. Um, but it's not a threat to Bitcoin <coughs> on a long enough time scale. They'll all trend to zero um, and they can have fun staying poor. Um, it would behoove me a bit to say that Citadel Dispatch is an attempt to fully embrace the value for value model. So if you do want to see us completely switch over, consider subscribing directly. We have a dedicated feed for Citadel Dispatch and also we have Citadel Dispatch and the TFTC yeah. feed. So if you go and subscribe to the Citadel Dispatch feed and you stream sats there, it's a like a direct vote kind of um, for us moving the model. I will say that to this day, there's been 39 episodes of Citadel Dispatch not a single ad or sponsor and it's brought in less money on 39 episodes than a single episode of rapid Hole recap. So just, just to put things in perspective here about it's still very early, you know, we don't have many people actually funding with sats. Um, and, and it is what it is. It, you got, you got to start somewhere. And, uh, I'm, I think we're both very, very excited about the value for value model. It is, it is the future of TFTC period. Agreed. Agreed. It is very early days. Um, and for any of you freaks that are contributing sats and streaming us sats and boosting us sats, we really appreciate it. 100%. And if you don't want to contribute via sats, another way to contribute is just like, retweet, subscribe. Subscribe. 
any of that stuff helps helps us get noticed on these platforms. And again, we're we're not doing it. I mean, that's not why it's selfish a little bit. It is cool to make money, but also we want to make sure people are getting good Bitcoin information out there. And it's honestly the the first layer of why I started the newsletter and the podcast. And the money just came naturally after. But the first intention of all this is to get people better educated about all of this. You remember like our first sponsor was like Gorilla Bags or some shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's like a duffel bag company. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I would say right now, like early days, the coolest part about streaming sats is that you, you actually see the fucking sats stream in like as soon as the podcast hits the feeds, like you start seeing sats come in small, you know, fractions of a penny come in. Um, and like analytics in analytics and look at that. There you go. If you're watching the video feed, you can see Marty showing you his, his notifications. Yeah, it's like um, the last couple hours. To, uh, podcast <laughs> analytics are very rough analytics, right? Like we see download numbers. We know how many people download. Um, the streaming sats is a very fine-tuned analytic. We know exactly when you're streaming a sats, and we know that it's it's probably not some spam robot that's downloading our episodes because you're 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 sending real value, right? You're sending sats. Um, so it's a very powerful message and a powerful way of supporting the, the show. Yes, it is. Are you getting a buzzing in the background there? Is that just me? I'm I don't hear a buzzing. All right, good. Just want to make sure it's just coming in the, my end though. No, uh, it is. I mean, it's happening. Bitcoin's getting injected. Sats are getting injected into the web. It's happening. Or at the very early days, like we're complaining, like, oh, we're not making much in the value for value model. But I think that's just. I wouldn't say it, it's complaining. We're, I just want to be transparent, right? Yeah, like yeah. I want I want people to realize how. You know, yeah, complaining is the wrong word. Here. We're highlighting how, um, where the state of it is. And I, I think it, it just highlights that we're so goddamn early. If you're here, you're listening to this. And if you're here and you're participating via these podcasting 2.0 apps you are on the cutting edge of the future of content monetization so you're a pioneer congrats to you next shout out gonna, the other thing oh sorry marty i uh, got um the other thing is like the plan is to do something similar with bitcointv.com um where you'll be able to put a public key because bitcointv.com you can subscribe to individual video channels by rss as well so the 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 plan is is hopefully within the next six months you can just put a public key into the video stream and it'll be the same exact thing uh just with video instead of audio and all these other apps can all adopt the same standard because it's as simple as putting a public key of a lightning node into the rss feed yeah and uh Winsome Hacks. I don't know. How do you read that? Winsome Hacks. There yeah, it's Winsome Hacks. Winsome Hacks. Uh, he's saying, I would kind of like to see an online graph, like one of those political things where a politician talks and people move a dial. So like during debates when a politician's speaking, you'll sort of see the... Uh, the, the support it, I don't support it. Yeah, right. that, yeah the support versus non-support like line goes up and down. Uh, so as Marty starts ranting, the money starts coming in and we can and can see like you can build that like you can we could literally use the analytics from our podcasting 2.0 apps and uh, just cross-reference the the boost at a particular point in time in the episode and and give you that we can show you uh, basically by the amount of sats accumulated at a certain point of the podcast and and say hey this was the most important or excuse me most popular uh, part of the podcast you can see like uh, people supported this part the most so 
maybe something important was said. Um, right. We could already see that. Yes. Yeah. But like the dream is, and I think it's when people get even more active is like the dream is on these like live streams, right? If, if we could have, um, and I think we're close, we're like close to having it, but in these live streams, if you could see people streaming directly and like the line changing, depending on, you know, whether or not they, they like what we're saying and everyone can see it live, including us and including everyone who's contributing, um, that would be really cool. And also, um, I forget the name. I saw someone that has a proof of concept of it out already, but like the YouTube super chat, which we don't have enabled because fuck YouTube. Well, this is a, uh, this was a Latin um, if you, team. I right, if you, you pay sats to get your, your comments shown on screen, which I think is cool. And I think Ellen bits actually brought built an extension for Twitch for that too. Um, but yeah, there was, uh, I was talking invite about- only right now. Here, I actually have, I was talking to Ryan Gentry about what you were describing last week. I'll go find our, our chat and find this. Um, but see. I saw the project. Someone did it. Um, Supersats.tv. Supersats.tv, yeah. Use a lightning network para mandar mensajinas naliv dos biconeros. Great accent. Has anyone ever told you that? Puedo tener un burrito de carne asada con todo y al penos para llevar, por favor. I just, I just like ordering burritos. That's like my <laughs> Spanish. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's uh, the future. We're just so early. Everything's so early. So early. We're so early. Patience freaks. Patience. If you build it, they will come. And they will come because they're going to need it too. <laughs> YouTube just announced today that they're, they're banning any. We're going to get banned from YouTube. So we got we're Bitcoin. It's going to be Marty's fault. Everyone. No, I mean, I think it might be your fault last week because they came out with this policy about the vaccination misinformation no, um, today. Oh, and that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, it's Google's fault. It is. It's not Marty's fault. Susan, Susan, Susan. We're good people. All right. We just want to explore these ideas. Okay. Fuck YouTube. <laughs> All right, next shout out. Jack, yes, that Jack. This message is for you. Great work adding the tip jar. If you integrate a Bolt 12 rather than Bolt 11 lightning addresses, you would create a lightning-enabled Patreon on top of Twitter. This would enable things like custom user RSS feeds, easy reoccurring payments, and would monetize social media like never before. I mean, I think it's public knowledge. Jack is in our Sphinx drive. Hopefully he's listening, contributing to the episode via podcasting. They're working on that. That's the plan. Strike was like the easy... I actually didn't have strike the strike integration on Twitter in the list. Um, but I would say, I, but I would say that's more strike got integrated to Twitter, not Bitcoin. Now you could do a static Bitcoin address. Uh, that's horrible for privacy. If you're reusing an address or you can use a strike account, which is only available in us minus two States um, in El Salvador um, and is KYC. Right. But the dream is Bolt 12 for Lightning and BIP 47 PayNIMS for on chain. And um, I'm like, I'm like 99.5% sure that that is in the roadmap and it's, it's coming. They just went for the low hanging fruit first. Stepping stones. So Stepping I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain about the low hanging fruit when we're still, I heard that buzz. Yeah, what's going on? It's like a ringing. I don't know what it is. My headphones came out of nowhere. I used to think it was my cell phone. I don't know what it is. Turn that off. 
All right. The show must go on. Jack, if you're listening, uh, I think it's a good idea. And I think you have these type of ideas on your head already on top of your mind. You can't hear it. The first time I heard the buzz. Yeah. It's it's been happening constant now since I said it. All right. Um, We got one more shout out. I'll read that and then I'll figure out the buzz real quick. It's a new buzz. I've never heard this buzz before. Yeah, it's a new one. Goldman Sachs Insider here. Goldman Sachs Insider here. I have it on good authority that some of the largest crypto exchanges in the U.S. are running on a fractional reserve system. In layman's terms, they do not have enough Bitcoins. Use Bitcoins plural. For everybody who supposedly owns coins on their exchange to withdraw or sell, did you read the fine print and the terms of service when you signed up for that account? Do not get caught holding the bag when the inevitable liquidity crisis occurs. You will not be made whole in the event of a catastrophic loss. Disclaimer, there's no way to prove that this guy works at Goldman Sachs or that Goldman Sachs even has the knowledge of any of this. So, Did he put that disclaimer or is that your reading? No, it's me adding this. <laughs> and why would Goldman even have that information? That was my first question when reading this. The buzzing has gotten worse. I would say that that sounds like bullshit, but you should still... You know, not keep your money on exchanges because not your keys, not your coins. And probably some of them are working as a fractional reserve right now and don't have all the Bitcoin. God damn it. It's still there. Now it's way worse. You keep talking. That was it for the shout outs. Thank you, freaks, for the shout outs. If you want to give out shout outs, if you like the content, you want to participate, tfdc.io slash contribute. I'm going to go try and fix my mic. Okay. Marty's going to fix his mic. Uh, Q&A in the chat. Let's go. Um, while I'm waiting for some questions to come in. Oh no, what is going on? I still hear it. It's, it's definitely on Marty's side. Yeah, we know that M hurt. Oh, it stopped now, but he might've unplugged something. Try the cables, Marty. I am trying the cables. Wiz says it sounds like a ground loop. What does a ground loop mean? Both Marty and his mic have a buzz. I'm not buzzed of a claw and a half. It's probably the sats coming in. Stop sending sats, people. That's that's what the chat's saying. You keep sending sats. We appreciate it. Did you try turning it on and off again? Turning it off and on again, like they did with Solana. When sauce... <laughs> Now that's OG right there. When sauce. Now we can't even hear you, Marty, but we also can't hear the buzz, so that's good. Are the cables near anything like a cell phone? Marty knows that one. Dollar is pumping, and that's bad for crypto. This is a Bitcoin-only show. When moon? Moon will happen eventually. Um, eventually, and it'll be you know bigger than you've ever expected. Neil wants you to shut the miners off. Marty doesn't mind at home. He's a, uh, I don't know. He's not a true believer. I fixed it. There we go. What was it? I don't know. I just had to move the wires around a little bit. Um, I don't mind at my father-in-law's house. He pays. It sounds the, so much better now. I was pay, wondering if you could hear me or not. He pays the electricity bill. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he wants to subsidize my. my when we did. When we did sale dispatch 38, I had like we had we had a great crew of miners and I like 
four out of five of them needed to turn off their ASICs because you could just hear the hum in the background. I was like, I just turn them off. And I said, I said to Ronan, I was like, I, cause I knew he had S nines there. I was like, I'll just compensate you for the sats that you've missed or whatever. And then they all, they're all like, Oh, you got to compensate us all for all the sats that we missed. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah. You got to, you got to turn off your monitors while you're, while you're recording. Well, I plan on getting a, one of Steve Barber's black boxes in Austin and plugging it in outside. The black box is fucking cool. Isn't it? Isn't it cool? Speaking of which, I'm going to speak with Steve in a couple of weeks as well. On the That's show. awesome. I love Steve. Steve is a fucking gentleman, a mensch, a builder, a proud Canadian, a pal- proud Albertan. I'll say a proud Albertan. Uh, I, don't, I want to go as far as to call him a proud Canadian at this particular juncture he's in time. Not a proud Canadian. <laughs> he's a proud. He's a proud man. He's a he proud man. Be. Yes, he's got a very strong mustache too. Uh, is that it for the shoutouts? That was it for the shoutouts. Back to the list. Neil says he hit a ton of blocks during still dispatch when I told him to turn off. Technically, you didn't because your mind was off. It's just an important technicality. It's called me. Stop calling me. Somebody just joined the Sphinx tribe. Uh, oh, cool. I thought your I thought your dad your dad was calling again. Here's another Jared narrative violation. Uh, African Bitcoin Exchange yellow card raised fifteen million dollars in a Series A funding round, the biggest yet on the continent. This was led by Jack Dorsey, who was just mentioned. Uh, Square, his other company, uh, Castle Island Ventures, Valor. Jack did invest individually. Just yeah, Square. Square. Yeah, I mean, if, if his company's doing anything, they're going to mention his name. Uh, so Square, Valor Ventures, Third Prime, and Castle Island Ventures, uh, Coinbase Ventures, and Blockchain.com Ventures. So uh, I guess those were the leading investors in this fund. And apparently I was talking to Nick about it a little bit earlier, just giving props like, yo, congrats on uh, funding this company. And he, he said, yeah, they're doing some incredible stuff uh within the african continent and it's not just in one country i'm pretty sure it's spread out throughout through many countries including nigeria uh and a few others i think they're doing pretty cool stuff on the tech stack side in terms of enabling lightning and all that shit and all that good shit yeah that's another thing congratulations to them that's a big raise yeah hell of a raise and that's another thing nick was saying people are sleeping on the activity of the Bitcoin community in Africa and what they're building and, and how adamant they are about making Bitcoin succeed. I think it's going to happen. Like, I mean, we have this Western perspective here. And, uh, we, we like to shit on our government and complain about corporations buying and whatever that may be and how Western corporations are incorporating Bitcoin. But it's a very small part of this Bitcoin economy. I mean, when it comes to actual usage, I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of the African and, and Latin American countries dominate actual usage in terms of sending transactions. I mean, it's extremely important adoption. I would say that's where Bitcoin makes its biggest impact right now. Easily, easily. Where else are we? Big list today. A lot of software updates. Like Matt said, there's so many fucking software. Updates. Like that tweet today. Like Matt said, there's a. I love that no bullshit Bitcoin covers it all. <laughs> right. Pull it from there. I used to have to manually go and get them all. Well, Bitcoin, Bitcoin's stagnant, Matt. Nobody's so stagnant. It. There's, there's no updates. Let, let Marty read out the lack of updates. <laughs> Here we go. Samurai Wallet version zero point nine nine point nine seven A has been released again, as always with these software releases. Uh, consider updating 
make sure you do your research, understand, get some feedback from others. So you don't have to go and rush unless there's a critical vulnerability, which I don't believe there are. The big update here for me, uh, as always, like I'm supposed to interrupt you when I when there's something I want to mention about an update. The Samurai has like change uh, selection, like change uh, detection. So one of the one of the obvious heuristics that change surveillance companies use when they're trying to spy on your transaction. Basically, the whole idea with change surveillance is trying to figure out when change of ownership happens, when when you're not sending to yourself, but you're sending to someone else, like if I'm sending to Marty. And one of the easiest heuristics is, let's say you send from a BC1 address and you send to a three address and then there's change, right? You have the output, you have two outputs and one is BC1 and one is a three address. Well, obviously if you send from a BC1 and then one of the outputs is BC1, that's the change and the payment's the three. So Samurai has historically for a while always um, made the change the same. So both outputs have the same address type, whether that's a one, three, or BC1, whether that's non-segwit, wrap segwit, or native segwit. Um, that didn't apply to Postmix. So now Postmix has that too. So if you spend from Postmix to like a wrap segwit address, a three address, or a, or a non-segwit address, a one address, it the change will be the same type. Uh, it's a massive that's a that's a massive important. improvement it's pretty important yeah yeah uh yeah so you have one you mentioned it legacy three is legacy you're assuming wrap segwit wrapped yeah and then bc uh is native, native segwit. Segwit. Yeah. so with segwit there's 16 ver possible versions of of bec 32 addresses so right now we're at bc1 i believe there will be BC two, three, four through sixteen as well. There's there's like sixteen versions possible of that that Beck thirty two address space. So as like Taproot upgrades, I believe Taproot will be like BC two, correct? I do not know that. This is the first I've realized that. Yeah, no, it's a freaks. So it's just a constant learning. <laughs> Bitcoin <laughs> is so stagnant that I have no idea what the fuck's going on, and I do this every week. If anybody in the comments, if I, what I just said is completely stupid, please, um, please correct me. But I think that's the case with Beck 32 specifically. There's 16 versions that you can cycle through. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll we'll correct this next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sparrow Wallet version 1.5.0 has been released. We talked about that earlier. Whirlpool. Fisk version 1.7.4 has been released. BTC Pay Server version 1.2.4, fully noted version 0.2.27, Nix Bitcoin version 0.0.52, Simple Bitcoin Wallet version 2.1.14. Great name for a wallet. <laughs> That's being facetious. And Morton version 0.2.5 has been released. Rust Lightning version 0.0.101 has been released. That's a very confusing uh, release number there. Square Crypto, let's figure it out. Blue Wallet RN LDK version 0.2.14 has been released. Onion Share version 2.4 has been released. And then looping back to the top of the list, I forgot to mention this before, software updates. Samurai uh, is supporting the Tor Foundation with a 50,000 cuckbuck donation. Um, Massive. 50K to the Tor Foundation. 
we've told the freaks many times like we rely on tour probably too much but we do rely on them a shit ton so especially if you want to use bitcoin privately so everyone should consider donating to tour and samurai should be commended for being the first major bitcoin project to uh support the tour foundation directly Hell yeah. Speaking of using Bitcoin privately or via untraditional means, our, our boy Econo Alchemist has a guide on how to run a Bitcoin node with the Blockstream satellite up on BitcoinMagazine.com. Uh, Great guide. And one of the most powerful photos I've ever seen was the one of him and his child child um, on the setting roof. up a Blockstream node on the yeah. roof. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty dope. Uh, that is a, a goal of mine when I finally have like a ranch or a farm. It's the first thing I'm going to set up as a, as a satellite node. Our brother, Econo Alchemist just found his Citadel. So cheers to him. He, I don't know if you saw, did you see he posted a time-lapse of him after he assembled all those ASICs in the basement and like with the great ducting and everything, he had to disassemble them all. <laughs> he, just, he just found the ideal spot for his family to grow. And it's, uh, I'm very happy for him. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But he did have to disassemble everything after just assembling it pretty much. Well, thank you for all your hard, hard work. I guess that's what we'll, we'll say. Cheers. Kind of and cheers to you and finding your Citadel. And Ty is already quickly uh, reprimanding me. Tapper is still BC1. But I'm pretty sure the 16 versions is still. still Look, we don't even have to correct you next week. We're correcting. <laughs> On the go. Uh I don't know if this is really good news, but Verifone to accept Bitcoin payments via BitPay. Uh, uh, Verifone, V-E-R-I-F-O-N-E, they're a, a point of sale. Or, they're like one of the largest point of sales in the in the world. Yeah. like, like if They you go, make those little credit card machines that you don't know if you should stick the credit card in or if you should swipe it. You don't yeah. know which way you're going to go. That's it, them. I am now officially a tap to pay maximalist. It's so much better. Well, you could also, they have the three on there and you don't know, you don't know which one. If you don't have tap to pay, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're tech illiterate. It is. But it's BitPay. So that means I'm kicking the table. No, BitPay means uh, no lightning and it means shitcoin support. And it means the Bloomberg article said, like, you can soon use Dogecoin to buy a coffee or something, which was like the most cringe yeah. announcement article. Um, and they're obviously converting everything probably directly to fiat. They're probably not even doing the open note approach where you get like a slider. So it's like kind of bullshit, but and, and it's not released yet. It'll be released later this month, but it was hyped very hard. So I felt like we should talk about it. Yeah. Use and B hopefully they choose a provider other than BitPay. BitPay also requires KYC if you're spending a certain amount of money. Ooh, um, this isn't on the list, but something I saw um fly down my timeline i've been meaning to write about it too uh is this let me find it real quick you btc while you look for it, btc pin said the press release said approved wallets i missed that as always with these things like it hasn't been implemented it's not out you know let's wait till it's out and then we'll properly shit on it once it's out or properly praise it but it'll probably be shitting on it <laughs> i mean it's bit pay we're definitely gonna be shitting on it what I want to see is I want to see merchants using sovereign tools BTC to accept Bitcoin and hold the Bitcoin, not sell the Bitcoin for fiat. That is merchants accepting Bitcoin. They can offer a little discount so they get KYC free Bitcoin. That's an achievable, substantial goal that we can work to improve and, and watch it increase 
All this stuff is just treading water, high time preference bullshit. Yeah. If you've ever um, paid on chain transaction for a shout out or a bottle of whiskey or just a donation, you can go verify that we've never moved that Bitcoin. Um, Probably more out of laziness. We do plan on uh, coin. Marty lost the keys. (laughs) I did lose the keys. They're gone. Sorry. Sorry, IRS. Um, And sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt. Fuck, like, you can apologize to the IRS before you lost the keys to me. Uh, let me find this thing, because this is really cool. Um, it's been a while since I retweeted it. Or at least it seems like it has. Uh, yeah, here it is. From Ben Ark, introducing LNURL POS, uh, completely offline, uh, cost less than $10, a Bitcoin Lightning Network point of sale. There's a video of it. We'll link to it in the show notes at ARCBTC. It, it, it seems like a, a cool way to create a offline point of sale system using the Lightning Network and LN URL specifically with very cheap hardware. Um, so it'll be cool to see projects like this uh, proliferate, get more popular, and uh, allow merchants to accept Bitcoin without BitPay getting in the middle and fucking everything up. Did you see that tutorial by any chance? I did not look at that demo. That demo. Here, I'll I'll put it in the the Telegram chat right now. Um, And that's all we got on the list. We talked about the CIA wanting to murder Julian Assange, didn't we? Yes, we did. How fucked up is that? Free Julian. Free Julian. Like, fuck, man. Like, that's Banana Republic failed empire. Literally have tortured a journalist and we're thinking about murder him. the cia was thinking about murder him. the cia the fbi are they net good for the country i don't think so i think they're net negative they literally just can trap people bomb third world countries uh coup third world countries and spy on their own citizens uh michael hastings they killed michael hastings the fbi did at least they, that's they, why you don't drive a car that has a computer in it yeah if you guys don't know michael hastings story he was Working for BuzzFeed and dis- disclosing uh, the secrets of the FBI being corrupt. And he I called- think Michael Hastings had Snowden leaks before they were the Snowden leaks. Yeah. And he. Because the timing lines up. Timing lines up. And if you think you could kill someone and eliminate the Snowden leaks, well worth it. And from their perspective. So the story is like. Not from my perspective. He knew the gravity. shaped me as a young man. He knew the gravity of the. Uh, information he was about to disclose via BuzzFeed. The FBI had contacted him directly to intimidate him. He called his parents and his family members and said, I think the FBI is going to physically uh, assault me and hurt me. And the next day, uh, Mirac, or, uh, just out of nowhere, he was driving his Mercedes. And brand in a, new Mercedes. Brand new Mercedes in a residential area going 100 miles an hour, slams into a wall and dies. Suicide. Was it, like, it was like a wasn't it like a tree? It was like a tree or a, it was like a tree or a power line pole or something. Yeah, something like that. A wall. The wall was, there was another, I, I think he might have actually committed suicide, but there was a, an energy guy that went into a wall. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's how Paul Walker died as well. There's theories around Paul Walker's death and that stuff, but Michael Hastings, I think we could say with much more certainty that he was definitely being intimidated by the FBI, his family has corroborated that that story, and he, I think he did specifically like I'm not suicidal. <laughs> One of the worst parts was afterwards, like there was a ton of character assassination, like drug user, like 
completely reckless individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I freaks, I know you guys know that I have like a, I have a love of alcohol. Uh, I do not drive drunk and I'm not suicidal. Neither do I. And, uh, I'm not suicidal. Drive I'm drunk. the peaceful part of this, this host dynamic, right? Like if you want to, if you want to assassinate someone, assassinate Marty. No, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, peaceful too. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> But like neither of us are going to commit suicide. So. I have a kid now. Please don't, for my child. Please don't kill me, FBI or CIA, or a, like who. We know there's good ones. There's good ones out there, and and you guys need to step up. Yeah, our FBI agents. I hope you guys like us. I hope we're at least funny. You can get a laugh every once in a while. It's like we're huh. like good people to surveil. Yeah. You know, yeah. Entertaining. Yeah, we drink a beer with you. Just be like, dude, come on, stop surveilling us. We just we probably have. We just want to live free. Is there so is there so much wrong with that? Is there so much wrong with that? Just wanting to live free, accumulate capital. Do we even capital, live in a free world? Raise a nuclear family, <laughs> teach good values. Live in a free country? I don't think so, Matt. I don't think so. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. But it is crazy. Like I'm worried about getting Michael Hastings because I'm just like out here being like, I want to live free. I well, think Michael we Hastings was a boss. Let's check our ego a little bit. Yeah, I'm not okay, quite I'm at not, his level yet. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, d- disclosing that the NSA is. Uh, just taking everybody's metadata and storing it and spying on everybody. RIP. All right. We're, well, we're almost, oh, wait, now we started at four. We're almost two hours in. All right. That's it for the list. What should we riff on now? Thank you for saying that. I thought we started at three. <laughs> I was like, fuck, what have we talked about for fucking three hours? Yeah. What do you freaks think? Was this a good rip? I think it was a decent rip. Am I I'm crazy? Am I crazy? A little bit. Okay. But like, you mean well, crazy. Yes, I hope that I hope that is uh, <laughs> that is received through all my written and verbal uh, angst. Is that I, I do really do mean well? All the, all the angst comes from a, a place of love. Of like, I think the world could be better. I think Bitcoin can make it better. I think freedom can make it better. I think most people are normal people. We just want to have fun with their family and friends, live a good life, make some money, have some fun. Did you see Marty, Marty, Marty's Owl's uh, comment in the live chat? All caps. This was a mediocre. <laughs> uh, you're not getting any any mice tonight. You, you shitty owl. <laughs> you're getting you're getting naked mole rats tonight. Not these. Right, I have something mice. to riff on. Let's talk about. We kind of just like passed over it. So, like, what's your opinion of? Twitter has integrated Bitcoin. I mean, right? We had changed it in the past, like, to, and we had Bottle Pay disclosure. Bottle, bottle Pay. I have a small equity. It is nice to see Twitter officially endorse Bitcoin, implement it into their stack without like a hacky bot or extension needing to do that. Like we mentioned earlier, I I do think, I think they, the extension's more fun. Like, not the the extension, maybe not, but the the at is more viral. Like if I can, if I can contribute to someone and everyone else can see it and retweet it and like it, it's a more viral interaction than like click the thing and privately send it. I agree with that too. Maybe there's some functionality that I'm just, I'm going back on the hacky. Yeah. No, I like, that was my favorite thing about change tip. Like change tip had really good. So for any of you freaks who are listening, like what the hell is change tip? Change tip was a bot. Uh, they had basically had a, a third-party website. You go, you fill up a wallet with Bitcoin, um, and, and then 
you would tie it to your to your Twitter uh, handle, and then when you're on Twitter, if you want, like it was a, it was a Bitcoiner's favorite way to try and orange pill people on Twitter back in the day. Yeah, the class of 2017, like Bottle Pay's integration was an exact ape of Change Tip. Yeah, so Change Tip, like 20. You would do at Change Tip, send a beer, mm-hmm. and it would send a beer's worth of Bitcoin to that Twitter user if they were if if they had a Change Tip profile linked to their Twitter. And people would be like, the, the, the funny, like the chain, the typical change tip line was somebody like, nobody uses Bitcoin as, as a currency. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. change tip, send this motherfucker a beer. Send a banana. <laughs> right. Like, uh, That's great. And do you remember who they got acquired by? Because I do. It was... Surprising. Dan Held was behind us. Was it blockchain.info? Or? I don't think Dan Held was involved in change tip. I think I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, my bad. Um... It was Airbnb. Oh, I did. Fuck. And they didn't want anything to do with Bitcoin. They just wanted the, they the wanted box. the devs. Oh, the devs. It was an aqua hire. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> normal tacos. I'm a normal American. I pet my dogs, hug my kids, share my beer, whirlpool my sats, you know, just like normal people. This is true. It's a simple thing. I just want to enjoy the simple things. I'm being prohibited from doing that because the government so did twitter integrate bitcoin no uh, they're working on it like you said it's low-hanging fruit and i do think they have intentions like i just want to be able to hook up my my lightning network node whatever it may be to my profile hopefully we get to a point where you can like when ptlc's and rendezvous routing becomes more popular like you can set up a way where you do it in like an extremely private way but I could well, see Bolt that 12 is pretty private just as it is. Yeah. Cause that uses rendezvous, right? You love rendezvous. Cause, cause it makes the most sense. You just always say most rendezvous. Sense. Routing. It makes the most sense to me. Like I don't think, it, I don't think it uses meet it. somewhere where you can't find the, the, I don't know what it uses. Exception of the, the, invoice. the thing is it doesn't, it can be reused and it doesn't tell you what the public key of the note is. So like with, with streaming sats right now, we said earlier, you put the public key of the noted. So if you check a podcast and you look, this, it uses key send, right? You, you, can, you can see what the public key of the note is and you can see their public capacity. If you're a sophisticated actor, you can figure out their private capacity as well through probing. Um, Bold 12 hides all that shit. I don't know how they hide it. I just know Bold 12 hides it. It's reusable. Boom. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I think you could do really cool stuff like that freak set in shout out if you integrate it in certain ways. Like you can create Patreon on Twitter. Like I think it's, and I do think Jack has the intention of of blowing it up in that fashion, like blowing it up, like actually doing it right. I, I do think there are disclaimers. Fucking Cash App sponsor the pod. So on the tips, when you like click the little tip thing to tip someone, um, yes. You can you Win can some hacks. Twitter is using strike. Strike does need KYC. No, no, but you can also add you can previously you could already add a Cash App account. Um Cash App doesn't have lightning. I wouldn't say that was integrating Bitcoin. I would say the closest thing to integrating Bitcoin is that they have the fixed uh, address. Um, well, the fixed address, and then too, like when you go to tip somebody. It's like, do you want to open up your Lightning Network wallet? I think that's pretty cool. Right. You can pay someone with any Lightning wallet. You don't have to have Strike to pay them. Yeah. Which Uh, is 
which is definitely a, a nuanced aspect there. The other thing is it's not a technical it's, integration, but it's a social and cultural integration in the very least. With Bolt 12 and LN URL, it's a static QR code. So Bolt 12 doesn't really isn't implemented yet. I don't think so. I, it might be in C Lightning, but it's not in wallets or anything. Um, hopefully it gets implemented soon. But LN URL is supported in pretty much all the wallets. And it's a static QR code, right? So on my Twitter banner, like I don't have any of the, I, I mean, I, I, my account's not activated. I couldn't even add the tip feature if I wanted to. But on my Twitter banner, I have a static LN URL QR code. And you can pay me without KYC through that static QR code. So I don't even know, like, is it nice to have like the more native stuff? Like, I guess, yeah. But like, if you can just post on Instagram a static QR code or a static text string in your, your bio, lighting, your lightning address, like in your bio, like, that's the cool part to me. That the cool part is that like, I mean, but that's been you can do forever. Bitcoin people tipping people putting on any platform without any kind. The platform doesn't have to do shit. Yeah, exactly. Which is what I would say, like in. A nod to Twitter or recognition of what they're doing, like socially, culturally, it's an integration of Bitcoin, like an endorsement of Bitcoin. Like, hey, we believe in Bitcoin. We want to enable. We like that our users are using it. So, I, I like uh, from a social, cultural perspective, it's a, a very strong endorsement for one of the biggest, from one of the biggest social, the best social network. Yeah, I mean, compared to what Facebook wants to do with DM, which was formerly Libra, like it's a complete different. And it is value for value. It is yeah. a value for value model where it's not a paywall. <coughs> it's choose what you pay. Yeah. With no paywall. Yeah. So I like that's value for value. Agreed. Agreed. No, I mean, I think, I mean, and then when you go to tip somebody, it pops up sats as the standard. Does it really? Oh, yeah. You didn't realize that? No. Yeah, look at this. Um, sats is the standard. Do you have tips enabled on your profile? No. Um, I had trouble getting Do you my... have a strike account? And it never got verified, so no. I will never KYC again. I'm done. Yeah. Um, Love so you, Jack. Both Jacks. Yeah, Not well, going to happen. Does Jack have to, uh, Jack, Jack Dorsey doesn't have tips enabled, so he's got to Jack Maulers. Because um, I know he definitely does, but yeah. Yeah, he's donating all of his to developers, I think. Yeah, so if I want to go tip, so that's because Jack, because that's because Maulers is a real one. I appreciate that Maulers. See that? It's, I okay. mean, it has a dollar amount, but under that, like the dollar, you can see my light and the reflection under the dollar. It says amount. the amount of sats, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but when you donate, it says it pops up sats the standard. No. Oh, you're just saying that it shows it in sats. Yeah, sats is the denomination, the go-to denomination. Yeah. You can change it to BTC if you want to. That's cool. Oh. I, I appreciate that it shows in sats first. Um, and on Bitcoin, if you if you buy a Bitcoin 2022 ticket, it lists the price in sats underneath the fiat amount as well, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh yeah. I think they raise they're gonna raise their prices soon. Get on it, freaks. I've seen the price schedule. Like it's gonna go up a decent amount. So consider it like you should come. It's going to be a fucking dope fucking conference. Was it April 6th through 9th during spring break? Yeah, Marty and I will be there. We're going to do a live rabbit hole recap. Try and get your uh, Airbnbs or hotels right now. Um, earlier. Get the ticket. 
Get your tickets. Obviously get the ticket too. Um, what else do we got here? Even if you don't go, you can probably resell it for significantly more money in the future. So yeah, somebody mentioned earlier the dollar is strengthening, which is true as people uh, flood to the dollar in times of uncertainty. So it strengthens the dollar, but also it's because it's the best fiat of all the fiats. Treasury yields are going up, which is or yields are prices. So, something they don't know what treasury is, which is actually good for Bitcoin. Yields are going up. Oh, Marty Zell is telling me they raised it yesterday. So uh, the prices. So you know. I guess it was a late warning, but they're going to raise it again and again and again and again. So yeah. get on it. I'm bullish. Always bullish. The dollar is stronger. Is it significantly stronger? I don't know. Let's check the uh, the Dixie right now. Who cares? I don't care. We're not supposed to talk about shit coins on this show. This is true. This is true. Bitcoin only show. Um, but I'm going to check. Now that you said it, I got to check the dollar index chart. Um, Trading view. The true dollar index is the price of Bitcoin. Inverse, inversely correlated. Yeah. So the Ooh. dollar has gotten stronger lately. What is this? And we got the year chart up, five day chart. Dixie, yeah, it's up. It was down at 93. It's up at 94. Three. So, yeah, I mean, 2% on the week. Ooh. Major yeah. gain. Oh, yeah. And, Currency markets, that's pretty material. Um, I will admit. What is the what is the DXY based off of? Uh, like just other fiats? It's the US dollar currency index. So I guess it's it's just against other fiat. Acts the strength of the dollar against a basket of major currencies. So the euro it's weighted to so the euro at fifty seven point six percent, the yen at thirteen point six pounds sterling and eleven point nine Canadian dollar at nine point one Swedish Corona. At 4.2 and Swiss franc at 3.6%. They're going to be in for a rude awakening when they add Bitcoin to that basket. Yeah. I mean, it's strengthening against the fucking Canadian dollar and the euro and the Swiss franc and the Japanese yen, all of which have been printing just as much, if not more, than the Fed. So it makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, as the Fed's been signaling like they're going to taper a little bit, it makes sense. It feels like it makes sense. Uh, they're not going to taper. No, they can't. They can't mathematically. I had someone this weekend like <laughs> honestly tell me that rates were going to go up significantly. It's <laughs> like, where the fuck have you been? That's not going to happen. Uh, <sighs> still early. Still very early. Freaks in the recorded version of this if you're listening on a podcasting 2.0 app thank you for streaming stats thank you for boosting thank you for listening if you're not anyway listening on spotify or apple we love you freaks if you're liking the content please like subscribe share tell a friend again we're trying to get that good information out there matt anything you want to say to the recorded crew i love you freaks hold your own keys use your own node learn privacy best practices stay on one stack stats peace and love okay.